Hello, and welcome back to Backyard Barstools. Um, we are back in my room, because it's 50 degrees in College Station. Um, this is episode four. Um, I also just wanted to start off this episode by prefacing that if you have any suggestions on topics we should do, um, I think on Spotify and any of the other free websites, you can leave comments. Oh. So please leave comments. I saw that last week when I was posting. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, welcome yeah. back. You know, we're here. Don't have our shows still. I don't know where they are, frankly. Uh, they're, they're, they're on the porch. I saw back. one in, in one of my roommate's bathrooms. So they're that's in the bathroom cool. going to use for you know some purpose. I don't whatever. Know. A little shower stool, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so. But uh, yeah, we're back and uh, we're about to go on Thanksgiving break. Yeah, yeah. We kind of got our Thanksgiving outfits on. Pearson's got boots, jeans, and a, a flannel. It's an all-time word in a cowboy set. I got sh- kind of a weird outfit. Shorts, long sleeve shirt, and a vest. Dude, the vest is drippy. It's too And the big. backwards hat. I've lost several pounds. It looks good, though. In football days. But yeah, Thanksgiving break. Actually, we're both going home after this podcast tonight. Yep. It's currently 4.38 p.m. You're going to Dallas. I'm going yeah. to old San Antonio. You look like a San Antonian. Is that what you called? San Antonio? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> she got the rustic look, man. I got the vest. I got the financial district look. Oh my gosh. But, Stereotypes. Uh, wow. No, we're back. Um, and I guess I introduced our topic. I just played golf earlier today um, with one of our buddies, Caden Conrad. Um, we played, Name drop. We played horrendous. Um, he played more horrendous than me, but I also played horrendous. Dang, call out. He shot a 110, and I shot a 100. So we're both in the Century Club. But, you know, out there on the course, Peterson, you know, shanking left and right, I was feeling very kind of insecure mm. and inadequate because of my skill and my performance. Yeah. And so, boom, there's our topic. That's our segue <laughs> into insecurity. Wow. Kind of good. Did not know that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Kind of good, right? Well, uh, do you want to define maybe what yeah. insecurity is? Yes. I was thinking about it this week. It's kind of a hard thing to define. It's kind of abstract. I have some examples if needed. Initially, we'll read off a Google definition in a second, but I thought just a feeling of like inadequacy characterized by like lack of confidence. Yeah. And it, and it can, it can feel like so many different things. You know, it could feel like everyone hates me. I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, Worthless. You feel like you always fail. At least for me, like I definitely have those feelings. And then I think even you can have insecurities about your relationship with God. And so I think we'll touch yeah. on that as well, for sure. Um, yeah, that's really good. Definitely, like, doubts of maybe salvation or, like, oh, this person is, like, way more spiritual than me. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, you know, not good enough. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not getting enough time with God, or which may be true. Uh, but uh, there can just be doubts about maybe your own faith, too, and insecurities in that. Yeah. As I, I know, I was, as I was thinking about this week, too, I feel like it just manifests itself so many different ways. Oh, yeah. And I found that out by just trying to develop a definition. It's so broad. And like you mentioned several examples, but it all can be rooted back to insecurity. And I guess like a, to align us back to True North, if you will, like Google definition <laughs> is uh, uncertainty or anxiety about oneself, lack of confidence. So we kind of hit it on the head because we're super, we're super smart. Um, Let's go. Intellectually inclined. But yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's something that for sure plagues every single human on earth at, Absolutely. at any given time. To and I think, extent. like, there's this wheel, it's actually up there, you can see it, but um, there's this basically, 
I'm going to describe it for y'all, but there's this wheel that has different emotions on it and the kind of emotions, different emotions feed into other emotions. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you're having like a strong emotion, whether happy or sad or angry or et cetera, it can always lead out to other things. And so I think Mm -hmm. insecurity is one of those that just leads into other emotions. It can lead into fear, anger, frustration. Um, I mean, it can lead into so many different things. Um, and so it's definitely a root of, and I think it's very dear to both of us. It's a topic that we both feel very strongly about and that we both struggle with, um, a lot from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I agree. It's tough, man. I feel like too, at least, uh, yes, our, uh, of course, other emotions too, but I think too, we can probably see in our own life historically how it's led to probably other sins oh, at some point too, like led to us lashing out different ways whether that's through anger because I can feel like I found out recently too how like anger is a means by which we kind of communicate yeah. other stuff it's super interesting Absolutely. I feel like as, as guys especially especially as guys we don't really like to process our emotions that much but it's been a blessing the last, I feel like the last year I feel like we both we were a lot just in processing stuff because I mean for 20 years of our life we just kind of suppressed emotions and thoughts yeah but uh absolutely well, as, and yeah. it's like there's this big like misconception as men that like we have to hide those like you said like we have we can't speak out we can't be emotional beings but truthfully that is not the way that god intended us to be and created us so um it is a healthy and normal practice to address your emotions in a healthy way there are healthy ways to address them by blowing off steam personally like if i'm ever like angry or like i don't know charged up maybe bothered um i find like working out running even you know going to practice i, I play lacrosse here but that was a fret snap but going and just decking someone no, no i'm kidding but um but just there are blown off steam spearing kids left and right <laughs> just taking out kids here and there, toe but. dragging <laughs> passing the pilly around <laughs> sorry lacrosse lingo gb scrumming we'll speak english now um but there are healthy ways to address emotion and there's unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. And so unhealthy ways can be like isolating, um, letting it pent up, uh, you know, exploding on someone. <laughs> like literally <laughs> just <laughs> getting so angry. Yeah. Even like last night we were yeah. playing video games with some of our friends and <laughs> there was a certain someone who was agitating me. Mm-hmm. And even though it was a friendly contest, I uh, exploded at one point. After I, I beat that. him in a game, but oh, I do remember that actually. <laughs> it was it was funny, but it was all it was all in good fun though. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but yeah, maybe we should go into um, maybe some ways that we faced insecurities, um, how how it affects us kind mm-hmm. of on the daily or on the reg. Yeah. Gosh, man, it's so it's a very broad. I can start. Question. Yeah, you go. Um, but yeah, I was I think, actually I was gonna say dude, before we start, I was just say yeah. quickly. Because you referenced something earlier, just the idea that our culture speaks to how men shouldn't be, how like part of man, being a man and manhood is suppressing, is is figuring it out, is yeah. manning up, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I I don't know. I think of like Jesus as he's the ultimate picture of a human being, like the ultimate human being, and he was like deeply emotional. Like moments where, you know, when Lazarus died, he was moved to mm-hmm. moved to tears, or or in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's he says my soul is deeply troubled and sorrowful, so he felt all these emotions and he was not, even being the son of man, 
um, Son of God, he was not like suppressing these emotions. He was still even like verbalizing them to his disciples and asking his disciples to pray for him even in the Garden of Gethsemane. Just wanted to add that too, because yeah. if we were to emulate Jesus, like he is an emotional person. Well, and you can so. throw out Philippians four six through seven, which says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition, present your requests." or with thanksgiving present your request to God and so God is basically yeah. telling us that like you know with our anxieties with our struggles come to him you know with prayer yeah um sorry I wanted to add that but you go ahead yeah so what, are, what are tangible or like tangible examples of how this kind of takes root in your life oh boy um yeah so I guess I see a lot of insecurity in my performance um yeah. I think like because of my upbringing, um, and I don't want to go too deep into it, but basically the way I was brought up, I think there's just some roots um, there that have grown. And I've re- honestly very recently figured out about, um, and I just have this deep anger, um, this deep-rooted anger that leads to so much insecurity in my life. Um, I question myself. I question others a lot. Um, I feel like I'm very quick to judge. And so, um, just this insecurity of myself and my performance, um, mm-hmm. it can be in anything. It can be in sports, academics, but I feel like I always have to perform and I make these impossible standards in my own mind. And when I, you know, ultimately when I fail, it makes me feel horrible, insecure, and just straight up pissed off at mm-hmm. myself. And, and it's usually self-hate, but sometimes it can be hate for others or the self, like, or like the self hate can just like develop into blaming or other things mm-hmm. like that. And so, um, I see a lot of it in my performance and just who I am. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, like there there are certain things that I can, I used to write them out. Um, I think this is a good way way to do it. But if you get like a little index card, um, I used to write out my feelings um, specifically when I was frustrated. And so some big ones were like. I feel like everyone hates me or that like most people dislike me. Um, I feel worthless. Like I don't have like any value in this world. Like that, like I have no skills or anything like that that are translatable. Um, Mm. And I feel like I always fall short, Um, Mm. which is biblical technically. (laughs) (laughs) Romans Romans 3.23, I mean. We all fall short of the glory of God, which is yeah. fair. But knowing that, you know, I have Christ, I shouldn't yeah. feel that way because Christ mm. succeeded where I failed. And because of yeah. him, I have succeeded. But, Man. So yeah, I guess that was kind of not the best definition, but just like. Those are, no, those are some, helpful examples. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think, yeah, insecurity is definitely been a huge lie in my life that has just taken taken over sometimes and um really just caused some pain so i'm happy we're speaking on this um yeah yeah no i remember when uh whatever we were on the phone discuss like figuring out a topic we went this i think you brought this up you brought the topic we were both like yes that's it i think because we were just excited to not just focus on the darkness that is kind of insecure but just because it's it's so like (laughs) Tangibly, the dice. Top team. It's how it's so like tangibly evident in both our lives as just like a vice that we 
battle. But no, man, I, I and it's funny because I think of first sure thing is ten thirteen. Like no temptation has ever taken you except what is common mm. to mankind. Like a lot of the ways it takes you in your life is like in my life as well. Like specifically, definitely performance. Um, feeling like I need to perform in like school or need to be involved in all these organizations to get value. And if I'm not involved or not performing well in school, I feel insecure and ad- inadequate. And like it begins to those inadequacies begin to define me. Um, yeah, so it sounds like man, pretty similar. Obviously. Yeah, pretty similar. But, uh, but I think also too, I was gonna mention something that's like different. I feel I get a lot of like, Peterson knows. I get a lot of like social anxiety stuff, and I think <laughs> I can easily feel. I think part of my upbringing too. I think I can easily f- convince myself that I'm like unseen, unaccepted. In the moment I feel that in like a mm. social setting, I get really kind of insecure and shy, and um, fall into this like mental despair and anguish and it gets it gets dark quick quick but uh yeah so i think like social aspect of it for sure uh, performance in school involvement um all these things that shouldn't define me begin to define me i feel like that's when that feeling of insecurity comes up um but yeah definitely mainly the social aspect like i need i sometimes like need people in my life my like relationship relationships become an idol and i need people to kind of like prop my self-worth up and the moment i feel like i don't have people around me giving me this sense of security I feel mm. insecure and kind of despairing and too like this this, this is like based on where we, what we've talked so far it is kind of like a dark tough see like these are it is. dark thoughts so even like okay after talking about those examples what do you think like the root maybe we can talk about like the root of insecure like where is this Oh, where is this yeah. coming from? Where do we I mean, I think, like, coming from? like for me specifically I'm not, not like they're like just generally rude. oh okay yeah yeah um, um I don't know. Um, it's a tough one. I'll be I think. Well, the only thing I thought of, I guess, it's kind of the root of all sin in a way is like fear, un- fear, but also unbelief in God's promises. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, like unconscious unbelief. Yes. Yeah, and I think. Yeah. So I think yeah, like you said, I think it's unconscious unbelief, which leads yeah. to fear, which at least for me, and I think most people leads to anger, too, or it can maybe. And then insecurity as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And I actually have something on that. First um, John 4.18 okay. says, There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because mm. fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is yeah. not made perfect in love. And so, in God's promise, in God's design, there is no fear, because mm. there is only love. You know, to be God-fearing yeah. is to love God. And so it's kind of a weird, like interchangeable, like the yin and yang almost with fear and love. Yeah. But biblically like fear, there is good fear and there is bad fear. And the top fear we're talking about is bad fear, obviously. But, um, the only fear yeah. you should have is of the Lord. Um, yeah. Stuff's about to get to, what do you think we fear? You know, dude, it's like, what do we, I think, I think we fear, we fear, I mean, we're going too in depth, but I just enjoy kind of stuff like this. I, I think, think we fear good. like, you know, I think almost every lie that we tell ourselves can be broken down to like either, what is it? Or I heard the other day, like I'm worthless, unlovable, unaccepted. Like I feel like those are generally the fear. I think we fear the yeah. worst. Like we're like, we really desperately don't want, want these things to not be true. Because obviously we want to be accepted. We want to have yeah. worth. We want to have value. And I think underlying all this insecurities fear of those realities being true of us. Yeah. Well, and also you said, um, I mean, you said like that, that root is just like that 
unconscious unbelief, and it's it's yeah. this unconscious unbelief in this this underwhelming promise that is via the world mm-hmm. and the devil. Um, you know that that other things can fill that gap, yeah. can fill that that fear, but truthfully they don't, and most of the time they make it worse. So yeah, you know, we think about what so. we go to instead of what we should be going to. You know, when I'm feeling frustrated or insecure, I tend to isolate, yeah. go to media, mm-hmm. or I mean, it can be worse things too. Sorry, I'm bored of, <laughs> I'm bored of sweet tea as Peterson's talking. I'm like trying I'm to maintain eye contact. Fat glass of sweet tea. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. But anyways, yeah. so, you know, we, we tend yes. to go to other things. And these, these things that under-promise, that, over-promise, sorry, over-promise, under-deliver, under-perform. Yeah, or yeah. under-deliver. But yeah, anyway, so. Yeah. Man, it's good. And, and like we said earlier, I'm sure... It's interesting how just this just takes root in other people and like every person's lives, no matter how some people probably say they don't struggle with insecurity that everyone does to some extent. In a way it can be a root of like so much sin. Um what's our time? Oh, we're chilling on time. Okay, so what is it? Minutes. Seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We got it all day, let's go. Um Yeah, man. I wonder too, like what are okay, we kinda got in in a way I talked about the root, unbelief in kind of God's Promises, maybe an overbelief in the things of. Or here, I got, I got a question for you. Okay. What are some maybe steps or victories that you have seen in the past when dealing with mm. insecurity? And specifically, mm. like for example, you said social situations. Yeah. Um, maybe what are some ways that you've seen victory in those areas? Mm. That's a good question. Man, I think. Honestly, this book, I recommend this book. It's really helped me out. Um, it's called, I don't even know, it's by this guy named Brendan Manning. It's called Lion and the Lamb. I think he was a, he wasn't a Catholic priest. He wasn't Catholic. He was, I don't know. And it doesn't matter, but this book's awesome and he loves Jesus. But it's all, it's called Lion and the Lamb, all about the, he calls it the relentless tenderness of Jesus. And so, like, moments where I'm in a social setting, for example, and I'm like down bad, insecure, like self loathing, self hating. Um, this recent chapter I read in there was talking about um, obviously the theological idea that we are ex- fully accepted in Jesus and we need, we need to fight to accept our acceptance. Like a lot of times we, we both kind of mentioned, hinted it, or you mentioned self-hatred, and I definitely alluded to it too, just like this self-loathing. We need to fight to believe and fight to accept that we are accepted. So I think moments like that, like for example, I remember... So how do you fight? I think literally like in a social setting, if I'm feeling that, like cognitively shifting my mind either to the heavens like physically like looking up and thinking of God and like saying to myself or saying to God like God I know you see me fully you love me fully not for anything I've done but for how, like how good you are so making that kind of cognitive decision to be like no I need to wake up I need to get out of this and think about God and think about how he how he views me and if someone's like okay what are those things it's like man he views you as through Jesus like a holy blameless mm child of God that he loves he doesn't love a future version of you he doesn't love a version of you that's cleaned up he loves you for who you are like while Christ, while we're still sinners Christ died for us as it says in Romans something I think <laughs> I don't know probably Romans Paul's beast um, but yeah I think making that shift like as uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5 talks about it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God take captive every thought 
and make it obedient to Christ, like taking thoughts captive. So instead of wallowing in this self-pity, self-hatred, um, shifting and fighting to accept the fact that we are accepted. Because if we both fully knew all the time, like fully viewed ourselves as God viewed us, it'd be amazing. It'd be, it'd be, in a way, I think we might be sinless. I don't even know. That's what it'll be like in heaven. And then at last point, sorry, I'm dragging on. Oh, I had it. Um, this guy in this book too was asking ourselves a question like, what would it be like to love ourselves as Jesus loves us? And I was like, dang, I'm so self-deprecating, self-hating. It'd be like freely and relentlessly loving yourself when in, when our culture kind of tells us to perform and kind of pick ourselves apart and refine mm-hmm. ourselves. But man, we got to view ourselves as God views us. Long way to answer. Basically taking thoughts captive and like... It's good. Yeah. Fighting to view ourselves as God. Yeah. Views us. Harder in practice. Easier to say. Yeah. And I think that's the reality with a lot of truth yeah. and a lot of like practicals. Um, I think for me... Like, honestly, I see it a lot, like, you know, in performance or other things like that. Um, is, like, <clears throat> are you familiar, you're familiar with the faster scale, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so, the faster scale, I highly recommend you look it up, is basically this way of, like, how would you describe it? It's kind of hard to explain. It's, like, this this tool that you can use. Do you want to go in, I mean, do you want to go in depth about it? Cause well... No, no, no. It's, yeah, yeah. it's basically just this tool that... Tool that kind of helps you understand what is leading you yeah, to... like where your emotions go. Yeah, where your emotions are and how it's kind of this sliding scale that leads to this place yeah. that you don't want to And so, it like how Peterson, Yeah, how Peterson was talking earlier, this kind of domino effect of this leads to this, which leads to yeah. this. And there's parts of it which, like, once you get to a certain point, it's like it starts speeding up. And basically, you just, like, it's almost uncontrollable at that point. And it's all about momentum, too. Mm-hmm. And so... A big part of dealing with insecurity for me is not getting to the part of speeding up. Like, like you know, I, I feel frustrated because I didn't perform well today. So I want to, I'm angry. And at that point, you know, you should, you should say, like, okay, I'm having these feelings. I need to calm down and point myself to truth. Mm. And so not getting to the point where I'm, sitting in my room alone, using media, using other things that may be even worse. Um, and so two, two things that I think are really helpful is one, like just taking breaths. Like, like you literally have to just calm down. It's hard to explain, but basically just like taking breaths, writing down feelings, um, whatever it may be. You know, certain people have certain things that, help them but Mm -hmm. for me it's like I have to sit down at a desk put my phone somewhere else and just write down my feelings I'm feeling this way then it's looking up scripture to help me and then the third option too is just getting out of the house do not isolate Um, so usually I will call either like you or someone else that I'm close Mm -hmm. with that's available Um, you have other you have other Friends? I mean, not, just... not that many, honestly. Okay. Like, I'm barely, barely have any friends. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it was kind of a charity type thing. I thought... I thought... <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but... Um, sometimes it can be... Yeah. Even my roommates, um, they're yeah. all great guys, and... So sometimes I'll go out there and just explain to one of them why I'm, I'm just feeling frustrated, and, mm-hmm. and they're very encouraging. They always point me back to truth. Um, so... 
yeah, that, those are really helpful ideas. I think going, even for me, going on a run has been super helpful. I'm able to run and just deal with my frustration, my insecurity, and also just like pray while I run. And it's very nice because it's kind of impressive. It just kind of basically how you can. I feel like I want to do pray and run. Well, kind of. Mm. You're pretty much like an Olympian in terms of <laughs> athletic. athletic uh, I'm up there. <laughs> but uh, no, honestly though, like, I mean, it's yeah. kind of great because it you know helps you physically and yeah mentally. Um, yeah. And so those are I guess a couple small practicals of ways to deal with that. Um, totally. As for other insecurity, I, th- I think just situationally you have to be aware of what, like, the ways that you typically react. Uh, you know, what happens when you have certain emotions. So for me, I know, like, certain emotions trigger certain things for me. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be very weary and very um, disciplined in those areas of, mm-hmm. hey, I'm feeling this way. I need to not do this. I need to stay away. Even if yeah. it may not lead to something... Like, even if the, th- the way I react isn't, like, a harmful or sinful way, it can turn into sin because of the way that I'm feeling mm. or reacting. Um, I guess an example would be, like, I'm feeling lonely, so I'm telling myself lies, and I'm feeling insecure, and so I just want to veg out and do nothing. I want to watch three movies in a row. Yeah, and it's stay funny until that, that further feeds the idea that man, I'm yeah, because then you're I'm just by yourself, isolated, and then you kind of that, that shame cycle of shame. I would yeah. say too, I feel like it's helpful to. I'll say this, and I'll say this other thing, because I think it, it is helpful to kind of dive deep into our emotions and understand ourselves. But I feel like to some extent, it can get not helpful for so focused on ourselves. But I would say I think it's helpful to like use a practice of asking yourself why, and I always mm. practice it. Kaleo actually like last summer I think Luke Bivens shout out Luke first told me about it just but he dropping everyone I'm dropping people give him some hype uh, like this idea of ask yourself why we feel certain things so I, I think the example he gave was you know be nervous to speak in front of people that kind of makes me insecure but I've asked myself okay why am I nervous to speak in front of people and it's like oh I want to feel like they're judging me I want to perform well like, yeah. I want to perform well do you ever uh, I don't want them to like me why do I want them to like me because I kind of am self-loathing and need other people to prop me up. And it kind of goes down to the, the root of why. And it's usually this unbelief about God, about ourself, about mm-hmm. his promises. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting. I like that. Do you ever, uh, like, picture the audience in their underwear? <laughs> yeah. Or whatever? It's good practice. No, honestly, dude. <sighs> I feel the like thing, the one, one thing it's helped me with public speaking, honestly, is like, is like Bible studies, honestly, because I hate I hated mm. speaking publicly, but it is for it's like straight up fear, yeah. man, for sure. That's why whenever people say they're nervous to talk in front of people, I can say it's because I'm one of them. It's like fear, man, for sure. Yeah. That's the root of it. I have this but, weird thing when I'm speaking in public where if I'm sitting down and doing it, it's not that hard for me. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I stand up, or I'm at the center of a room, yeah, then it gets really nerve wracking. But if I'm like sitting down and presenting or something, I could talk all day. It's <laughs> weird. It's know. so funny. But I was the second thing I was gonna say. I've, I'm reading in, in uh, Hebrews, and there are two couple couple of verses that have been like helpful. I don't know the, the the location exactly, but basically they both speak to how, you know, one the first one says like there are forty brothers and sisters who've been called. What does he say? Who share in the heavenly calling? Um, fix your eyes on Jesus, and then later in Hebrews it talks about um, we're to run this race that has been marked out before us. 
fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Like, yes, diving into self-understanding is really important. A good biblical view of self is important. But I don't think we should always just spend so much time just obsessing over ourselves. Why we do this, why we do that. Because um, the ultimate solution, we're kind of hinting at what the solution is, is like in Jesus. Um, you know, he was, like you said earlier, like he was perfect so we don't have to be perfect. Yeah. That idea should theoretically, like in a way that fixes all things, but we still live in a fallen sinful world and we still will feel insecure. But yeah. man, we've got to fix our eyes on Jesus. But I also ask myself too, like what does that mean? Like what does that mean to fix your thoughts yeah. on Jesus? Well, I think also going to what you just said, yeah, um, that's a big theme in Romans 8 is how like we are this fleshly being and the reason that the law failed is because we're flesh. Like, like yeah. it's the reason that we will feel insecurities is because we are literally destined to fail. Like we just can't, we we can't do it without him. And so that's why, Jesus, <laughs> I just spelled T. Dang it! <laughs> I'm gonna get down on my knees. And uh, you want some of that? It's on the floor. Dude. See, I'm drinking a sweet tea. Peterson's drinking a Celsius, which has 200 milligrams of caffeine and is supposed to be quote unquote healthy. Mm. There, just, there was I a class that. presentation on Celsius in our class yesterday. Is it healthy? Why are you, Why do you drink that? I actually don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, honestly, I needed a little bit of energy boost, and that's probably the only reason. It helped. Do you think it helps? I don't, and I don't think they taste bad. Like, as, as far as energy drink goes... Not bad. And they're cheap. try that? Yeah. You get a little swig. You get my backwash. Mm, I love backwash. It's great. That's my favorite. As long as, you know, you just look that up off the mm. ground. This even smells like I just don't like Celsius. Oh, man, Celsius is a sham. It's not healthy. No, you should but go buy Celsius right now. We're actually we're Tobo Chico sponsor. We, we neither of us are drinking Tobo no, Chico. We're actually not. We lost our sponsorship. We lost our sponsorship because you stopped buying them. Oh, I almost bought them on the way here, but then I decided I didn't want to because I was <laughs> lazy. Anyways, so sorry. yeah, I think we should Cut just. You off. Like, no, it's okay. I was just going to say, like, but due to the law, like, failing because of us, like, that is why Jesus came. And so... Like, in a way, we should feel insecure. Yeah, we should. And it's normal. Like you said, like, it's not a weird thing to be insecure. But having those insecurities should lead us to Christ. You know, hey, I'm insecure about myself because I fail, but I have Christ as a Savior who was perfect. And in that perfection... I find my imperfection. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because we both think, like, obviously we, we both and every believer out there knows theologically that we are perfect in the eyes of God, but we don't live like we know that. What's happening over oh, there? Oh, gosh, just got to... Peter almost threw up or something. No, no, that's not true. Oh, something else was happening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was. My computer is making some, some noise right now. Oh, really? Is that your computer? It's going... Really overheating. Sounds like a creep. time. Thirty-one minutes. Okay, this goes by so quick. Yeah. Um. I had some other thought. Oh, I guess back to the idea of like, okay, those two verses in Hebrews. We can even like have a little like thought experiment too. Like when it says, "Fix your thoughts on Jesus." I guess we're alluded to. I'm I'm just trying to think about like what specifically the writer in Hebrews is referencing. What about Jesus? But probably his perfect performance and the fact too that we can't. You know, if we talk, if we talked about pride, if we talked about. Lust, so we can't do any. We can't do anything to clean ourselves up. Yeah. No, well, I think, I think sometimes we can. We can, but if it's if it's like apart from the the Holy Spirit, we can't do 
you know, and like John 15, this is apart from me, you can do nothing. So but I can't make like, myself like less prideful. But he's implying John 15 that with him we can do anything. You know? You want to hear the coolest analogy? You just, that just reminds me of like my favorite analogy ever. Yes. It's like... It's a paradox, <laughs> but go ahead. Or my... Sorry. <laughs> it's like, all right, do you clean up before you get in the shower? Like, do you... Oh, yeah, I heard this. Before you get yourself in the shower? It's like, no, no right? No. Well, it's like, that's what Jesus is. He is the shower. So you don't yeah. need to clean yourself up in order to follow Jesus. Yeah. You need to find Jesus and you will be cleaned up. Anyways. That's a good analogy. But isn't, it, but isn't it hard, though? Because it's like, it's the great paradox of the Christian faith, you know, that after we come to faith, like, Jesus saved us eternally. We are saved. Nothing of our own doing can save us. It is by grace you've been saved through faith, not by works. Yeah. But then I think we are tempted to think the rest of our life, oh, it's all us. The rest of our yeah. life is all me working. Like, oh, I'm I need working. to be more sanctified. Yeah, it's me. I need to get rid it's, of this and this. And, and be more disciplined and do all these things. And I mean, which of those are true. Like, we, we should. Yeah, we should be disciplined. But it's not a requirement in a way. And honestly, our love for Christ should make us obey him more. But also our love is obedience. Our sanctification can't, we can't, produce sanctification like works of the flesh well I think it's perf- it's well, I think it's, a God. it's produced I, through us via the Holy Spirit yeah but it's, it's, but it's confusing though because I talk with um, I'll name drop again one of our buddies Brad about uh, this too we'll talk about just Mr. Certain, Gowan Mr. Bradford Lee Gowan maybe he's listening he's probably our biggest do you want to just name drop every person we know every point? human let's just spend the next it's 10 just, minutes yeah, every, like, every, every person even the person just down the street that I don't even know it's <laughs> like Seems a cute. No, we'll talk about this too because we'll talk about a certain sin. It's like we reference John fifteen, like apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus saying that. Yeah. But it's confusing. It's like okay, so does that mean I just kind of sit on my butt and you know hope that God <laughs> sanctifies me and makes me less prideful, more loving? It's like no. It's this weird paradox of if I want to become less prideful, more loving, less lustful, um, less insecure. It's like I have a role to play, but it's like a it's like a team. I feel like sanctification is a team sport, if you will. It's like like you, God, the Holy Spirit. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. You, you plus the Trinity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of just the truth we have to like accept, though. Because yeah. I'm like, I want to be less prideful. I want to be more sanctified now. Yeah. But I, but self-reliance is the thing that we need to steer. Yeah. Well, I think it's also just, it's a true heart heart and mind change. You know, your your attitude towards things has changed. Your desires change. Um, yeah. It's not like, a, you know, before Christ, we're like, oh man, it's really hard to give up this and that and that. But now it's like, it's like, oh, I don't really have a problem giving that up. It's, it's, I mean, maybe it, I kind of like it, but like, you know, I love God more. So, um, anyways. Yeah. Dude, that's good. That's good. Should we go into our finale? What time are we at? We're at 35. Dude, I think, do we have anything else we could touch on? I don't even know. I think just, I think I love this idea. Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking ahead. about like the end of Romans seven now. Just this idea of, it's like Paul essentially like lamenting over, the law of sin that lives within and within him. He says like a lot of do. The, he says the word do like eighty times. He's like, why do I do what I don't want to do? Um, the good I ought to do, I I do not do. The evil I do not want to do, I keep on doing. Um, and he's like, it's not me, but it's the law of sin waging war within me. And he's like, who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to the Lord, to Jesus Christ. And this is other stuff. But I just love this idea of, man, this moments when we're like, man, why am I insecure? Why can't I fix this? I want to not be insecure. I want to be less... Actually, I want to be more free to my identity in Christ. It's like, man, 
the only way to get to that point is just utter dependence on Jesus and, and pleading with God to help you get to that point of more freedom through your identity in Jesus. So I just wanted to mention, yeah, that. it's all Jesus. It's all Jesus. The whole faith is all about Jesus, sanctification, growth. It's yeah. all gospel. I think we're learning that just every issue, <laughs> the answer is Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it's like yeah. in Bible school. What's yeah. the answer, class? <laughs> Jesus. It's true. But it really it's is true. Corny, but it's true. It makes, it makes sense. Anyways, we can go to the final, final yeah. here. Well, yeah, thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, if you don't want to hear us talk about Thanksgiving foods, then uh, then you can leave. Essentially saying, and if never you're, if come you're, back. If you're I'm lame, saying. you're hopping off right now. But for our one person who's watching this in Belgium, that could that could Poland? be a prophetic word. Maybe that's someone listening. We have, hey, we have we have a lot of listeners in Kansas as well. Okay, Kansas, let's yeah. go. Heartland, man. All right, let's, let's go to the finale. Okay, yeah. So I guess we we're just gonna discuss and debate for okay. a couple minutes, maybe. Well, uh, best and worst like foods at Thanksgiving. Okay, we should so start. Maybe get, start go with ahead worst. and. Oh, what do you think? We want to start with. I'll just go with my favorite, my favorites and my least favorites. Okay, what's your what's okay. your favorite? So, Let's go favorite. Soon. Well, I feel like I have to say turkey. I mean, turkey okay. is just gas. White meat turkey, with some like that gravy that your grandmother makes. Oh yes. my goodness! But a very close second is the oyster stuffing that my, I know. Oyster stuffing? What? Like, what What stuffing do you have? I don't know. The it's normal just, kind? There's no... <laughs> but, like, it has something with it. I honestly don't know. Turkey stuffing? Just, probably just turkey like stuffing? Yeah, I don't oyster know. Oyster stuffing? My grandmother makes oyster stuffing, and it's gas. Does it, it taste is, like oysters? I mean, like, little, little bits here and there, but... I think oysters are good. I don't know. I think they're okay. I'll have them, I'll probably have them once. Did that throw you off? That did throw me off immensely. <laughs> I mean, if that was in my plat, like my platter every every Thanksgiving, that'd probably be my least favorite. But no, probably not. I haven't tried. It. I can't knock it. Dude, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Turkey, okay. Tur- those are just two turkey. I was like, okay, that's kind of boring. It's staple. That's fair. Whatever. But then I threw you for a loop. You did throw me for a loop. Yeah. All right, my turn. First. It's gotta be sweet potatoes, with marshmallows on top. It's gotta be like and I we and like I've. You're gonna not like me. That's your least favorite. That was one of my. That's one of my bottom two. The thing is, though, it all depends on the recipe. Like I've had some recently that's not very good. Well, okay. No, it was pretty good. I guess we had to wow, wait, 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 no, no, it was good. Sorry, it was mom. Good. It was good. It sucked. No, 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 it was good. But uh, my grandma's recipe is insane, dude. It's so good, super sweet. I could, and I'm not a sweets guy. So are you gonna be in trouble when you get home and your mom hears this? <laughs> so, dude, no, my mom doesn't make it. It's my grandma. Oh. Um, well, my Sorry, grandma. Be. But, uh, and then second, also if they're random, my mom makes these. It's bacon-wrapped green beans with, like, this maple glaze mm. on top. It's really sweet. That sounds amazing. Um, but it's all good. Potato, or smashed potatoes. Smashed? Uh, smashed. Smashed. Oh, yeah. Okay, least fair, you go. I guess you're eating. Uh, yeah, one of them is sweet potatoes, but... Who's making I know that's... Food? I know... I don't think it's, like, a bad recipe. I just, I have one food in this world that I really don't like, and it's sweet potatoes. That's so interesting. I've never liked them. My grandmother used to shove them down my throat, and I wasn't allowed to eat, leave the table. And I would cry, and I would sit there, and she'd be like, nope, you have to eat this. It was bad. That's yeah. a random thing for a grandma to, like, urge you to eat, because it's not, like, healthy, necessarily. Did they have, did they have marshmallows on top? Uh, <gasps> well, not those, but, but the one at Thanksgiving does. Interesting. Yes. 
I'm sorry. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I can eat it. Like, I usually put a little bit on my plate just to, you know, kind of appease the, the crowd. It's great. It's but great, Mom. it's just not my favorite. I don't know what it is. I just can't That's eat shocking. sweet potatoes. Sweet potato fries? Ew. Ew. Nasty. Nasty. Get those there. things away from me. What is it? Is sweet potato a yam? I think it's the same thing. I don't know. What is a yam? I don't even know. I don't know. Whatever it is, they shouldn't be allowed on this planet. Dude, I thought that unanimously, I bet across the whole country, I bet people would say, I bet the most voted worst would probably be that weird cranberry little thing. I was about to say that. What is that? My, my second one. Cranberry, cranberry cake? Or it's like cranberry Cranberry, cake. like... Like little sponges? Like the red stuff? Yes. Like the little... Yeah. Are they circular? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This little... Like, you don't see that anywhere else. It's like a... It looks like a hamburger patty. It's like it's jello. No, it's like jello. It looks like jello for me. Okay. Yeah, those are my second... I don't know. Uh, to be fair, I haven't even tried. Oh, that. dude, you know what's also really good? The rolls. I feel like it's so dependent upon what roll you're having. Yeah, I mean, probably good. What about you? What least favorite? Cranberry. The cranberry thing. Yeah. I mean, also, maybe you know what Waldorf salad is? Uh, it's fruit salad with mayo as the dressing, essentially. Ew. It's like it's like fruit in a in a picture fruit in a bowl, like like uh, apples, grapes, who likes melons. That? My dad, my Fruits. dad's side of the family loves it. They mix mayo up in there. Not mayo on top, that sounds disgusting. It, it's less gross than that, but it's like mayo mixed with fruit. Waldorf salad, look it up, not good. Dang. I know. That you is know? That nasty. When you hear, hear mayo and fruit, you're like, what? This is, that's yeah, inconvenient. That just doesn't really, yeah, that, those are, that's like, it's less, less hot, that's think. like hot and cold. That just, mm, it no, doesn't work. Right? Okay. What's your okay. favorite dessert? I think so. Oh, gosh, There's a right man. answer. Um, there is a right answer. Oh, gosh, it's unfortunate that you're a pecan pie guy, aren't you? Oh, my gosh. Right? Dude, I feel like I'm the only person that likes pecan and pumpkin pie. No one likes People that. like pumpkin. Pecan is just not... There, but people that love, like pecan pie... I love, love it. pecan pie. It is amazing. I just don't like... Apple pie? Like nuts. Eh. Blueberry pie is pretty good. Chocolate meringue pie. Have you had that? Mm. It's just so like rich. Off. I don't Chuck and Meringue? It's like who has that at Thanksgiving? I just This is my family. I've had it every Thanksgiving. All okay. My, my like I'm always dude, pecan pie is just unbeatable. Well the nuts like like I, I literally never tried it before. They're like crunchier, they like kinda like I mean, not like what's the flavor? Like but it's I like I don't know actually. Huh. I don't even know how it's made. Oh. Be honest. I actually, I don't really see coconut cream pie that much. It's my favorite pie, kind of pie, coconut cream. You have some weird pies. Well, we don't have. I think so. We have chocolate meringue, pumpkin. See, there's a restaurant in San Antonio called Bill Miller's. It's a chain. Anyways, shout out Bill Miller's. So this, Bill Miller's shout sponsored. out. They're not sponsored by. Uh, no, they're like a chain restaurant. They're kind of like, it's kind of like fast food barbecue. It's kind of hard to explain, but anyways, but they have pecan pie year round, and so I will get a slice like every time I go. It's I need to so try it. I honestly never try I just don't like it's I get deterred by the nuts. So chocolate meringue? Do you get, do you go ice cream with your, like a little scoop of vanilla with your, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. seeing, I do ice cream. You get like a warm, warm pie and then like just a small scoop of ice cream with it. Oh. 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 <laughs> that is good. My mom said a mean dear day and it said, um, don't forget to set your scales back 15 pounds on Wednesday night or whatever. I'm joking that we're going to gain like 15 pounds. Dude, that's so facts. Honestly, like, dude, it's gonna be I used to like hate the joke it. of like, 
oh, like, you're gonna eat so much food, but then, like, now, like, I realize that, like, that's the only meal I usually eat on Thanksgiving, and I still, like, just... Accept it. Yeah. It's like, you gotta wake up and eat mainly prepared. I, I wonder if I gain more. Better. I like going to all-you-can-eat sushi, just... We get on time? Yeah, we're fine on okay. time. Okay. I mean, we can end it whenever, but... Sorry, continue your all-you-can-eat sushi. Yeah, whatever, you just ruined the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, I was gonna. I I love all you can eat sushi. Mm, been made aware of this. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. And I wonder if I gain more weight from all you can eat sushi or uh, Thanksgiving. The difference though is that I don't push myself to the brink of explosion. <laughs> See, I don't know why anyone oh, ever would ever push themselves to the brink of explosion. <laughs> See what? That I'm out on that. It sounds like, you, you want to push yourself to the brink of explosion? I'm going to pass and go this way. It's an exaggeration. I don't know, though. How many pieces of that type of sushi did you have in Orlando? What was it sushi? kimchi? What was it called? Oh, sashimi? Sashimi. Uh, just like raw fish by itself. How many? I, I don't want to say. I'm not going to say. Was it in the three digits? On that, uh, digits. On that, on okay, that note, fine, fine, fine. I think we're going to end. We'll say it off camera. It's fine. On that note, I think we're going to end. Anyways, um, thank you for joining us, and if you stayed for these last eight minutes, then thank you. Wow. And uh, hope, I guess you know us a little better. There we go. Anyways. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great Thanksgiving and a great rest of y'all's holidays. Take care. Peace. Bye.